Welcome to the Bad Podcast. The podcast about three Asian dudes from the Bay. Who only want one thing. Real, Real talk. talk. How's it hanging, everyone? This is Daniel, and welcome back to the Bad Podcast. Today marks the beginning of three new episodes led by me, and throughout them we're going to explore the theme of checking in with yourself, something that we talk about so often on here. Um, and so I wanted to create kind of like a lighter miniseries. Because I know last time the whole, uh, you know, starting <laughs> off <laughs> with the episode of how, how do we feel about our identities today was maybe, maybe a little heavy. <laughs> Fair enough. So today's episode is all about the routines and rituals uh, that we use and how we feel uh, they contribute um, to our day to day. So just to be clear, I'm going to define routines and rituals and then get right into the question of the day. A routine, according to dictionary, is a sequence of actions regularly followed or a fixed program. And a ritual from the same source, dictionary, is a series of actions or type of behavior regularly and invariably followed by someone. Now at first, when I thought about it, I was like, that's the same thing. I kind of use them <laughs> interchangeably um, because it sounded catchy. But I've decided to do our show a little bit of justice um, and kind of discover the difference. And the common theme that I found in the difference is the attitude and engagement behind the action. While routines um, can be actions that just need to be done, right? Such as doing your bed, taking a shower, where you're just gonna put minimal effort in to get it done. Debatable. Rituals, <laughs> what? That's like making your bed debatable. <laughs> <laughs> taking a shower, debatable. <laughs> Rituals are viewed as more meaningful practices, um, which have a real sense of purpose for your life uh, and make you want to give your full engagement, right? So that's why I guess religion is so closely associated with, with rituals, that right? Sense, when, yeah. when you're praying, you're not going to be like, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yeah. yay God. Uh, <laughs> but you want to have that conversation, right, with the, with the Almighty. So <laughs> my question of the day is, what is one routine or ritual that you both practice that revolves around coffee? Actually, first of all, how are you guys doing? It's been like a week since we last talked. I know, I know, I know. Uh, man, I mean, it feels like quarantine's coming back with this whole Delta yeah, stuff, yeah, which sucks. <laughs> we're so close to being going back to normal, yeah. so that blows. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that I at least able to do this with you guys still uh, and keep it going. Um, with the coffee thing, man, so it's uh, I started doing like pour overs, like the whole like cried your own coffee hipster type shit, and like you know, like 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 steep it for like certain minutes and all that stuff. Like it really extracts the beans and stuff like that. And it was like, it was cool for a little bit, I think, in quarantine. And it was a nice way to like start my day. I think by doing that, it helped me to not just go on my phone immediately. Because that's usually what I do. Like I usually like wake up, like check, see if I have notifications, like check Instagram, shit like that. But I felt like having the whole like pour over coffee thing helped me to like almost meditate. Um, but now I just wake up later and make it like an espresso. So <laughs> like, just, it's, I, I, I still like to drink coffee in the morning. Yeah. More so, I would say, as a routine or ritual than really, like, needing the caffeine. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just, like, a way to tell my body to, like, start the day. Yeah. Rather than it being, like, oh, I need caffeine. Because I've definitely had days where, like, I wake up too late and I jump to a meeting. I feel fine. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. I think it's just it's a nice way to start the day with, like, a hot beverage. Yeah. I kind of notice the same thing. Like, on weekends, I don't even drink coffee. Yeah, yeah. It, like, has nothing to do with the... Yeah. But anyways, what about you, Doug? Wait, so did you did you have the coffee ritual at the beginning of the pandemic? Not, not at the beginning. So, uh, I, I had bought 
the like the yeah the funnel and like the the tea kettle and all that stuff to to like make it probably about like halfway through I've I've been like I went down this like rabbit hole of like watching YouTube videos of people making coffee and like you know like slow mo lo fi music like you, yeah. you know what I mean like that sort of like vibe and I was like oh I want to do that so then I bought all the stuff for it and I. I got super into it for a while, and then, but it takes like a half hour, right? Because you're doing everything from like Jeez. getting everything out, cleaning it, like grinding the beans, letting it steep, like all that stuff. So like, I mean, it may not half an hour, but like, you know, time. And you would like yeah. sit there and all that stuff, which was again good when it was like I think sort of chill, things were maybe a little bit chiller. But now again, I think I'm, I'm waiting, waking up later and stuff, so it just throws a pot in. Exactly. Yeah, I mean. When you first posed this question, I had to like really think about what I did in the morning. Uh-huh. And I'm not gonna lie to you. From what I do pre-pandemic yeah. and what I do now during pandemic yeah. is like almost completely the same. It's like oh really? Oh. Yeah, it's like oh. it's like, but it's not it's not nothing elaborate. It's like literally like get up, brush my teeth, yeah, take a piss, and then like you know. Quickly get the coffee done. Uh-huh. You don't wash your hands first. <laughs> you know, sometimes you know when you're in a rush, you got like you have an eight thirty meeting. <laughs> Say less. Like, coffee wise, though, what do you what do you do? I mean, is it like just like simple just coffee maker? It's just a packet. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> you, you just like pour it in hot water. Yeah, you just like, coffee. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like the, the three in one packets. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the creamer, sugar, and coffee. Yeah. Oh. Hot water. Hey, dude, that sounds great. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, but. I can go without it. Yeah, I can yeah. start my day without it. Like on the weekends, I do, I start w- without a mm-hmm. cup of coffee. Yeah, um, but I guess that is a ritual. I would say though, this was like me in college. I did like to have like my tea and like stand uh, outside uh, yeah, in yeah, Santa yeah. Cruz. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, college um, life. Yeah, college. <laughs> yeah, my classes like at like eleven, <laughs> so like ten was my. <laughs> Exactly. What about what about you? Do, you? do you drink coffee? Yeah. So I pre-pandemic, I didn't drink any coffee. Oh really? Oh, correction, correction. Not pre-pandemic, but it lines up, right? Yeah. Pre my current job, uh-huh. I didn't really drink coffee. It was more tea, and then after I got my new job, which demanded more specific time that I had to be into the office, which uh-huh. was earlier in the morning, I started to drink coffee. Uh. Now I'm actually Sounds like I needs a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Han, where like I don't need coffee to start my mornings. Like any road trip, I don't really mm-hmm. start my mornings with coffee. Or like when we're on vacation, or like when we're traveling, I don't really like drink as much coffee. Certainly on weekends, like I mentioned, I don't really drink coffee. But like getting into the office like a little extra early, and then having like an extra hot cup yeah. of coffee yeah. just to like slow down the experience. And like mm-hmm. I'm not even like on the computer or on the phone yet. I kind of just like sit there and like kind of like you mentioned, let my body wake up, yeah. let my mind wake up before yeah. I start my day kind of thing has become a little bit of a ritual that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't always get to do it because like I don't wake up in time to like have those five, yeah. 10 minutes, but I feel like it adds a lot to my morning when I am able to. Yeah. I, Go ahead. I would, I would say though that I, something that I do kind of miss is like being in the office in the morning yeah. and having that like coffee with mm-hmm. like, some of your coworkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like before, like everyone gets in. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. a couple of like of the early birds or something yeah. like that. Or even sometimes by yourself, just to like yeah settle into the office kind of yeah. thing. Because like just like there is no separation there right? with everyone working at home. It's just yeah. like because I drink this in the same place that I that I don't ever, like <laughs> make food or like, yeah. working. So yeah, I know what you mean. Really random question. Something that uh, I thought of when you brought it up. Do you? I've heard debates on this. Do you drink water before you brush your teeth in the morning, or do you brush your teeth like immediately? But when you wake up, I know it's super random, but I, I brush it immediately. You I brush, brush it immediately. immediately. So I drink 
a ton of water first and then I brush my teeth. Yeah, supposedly you're supposed to do that. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if that's actually true, but I've heard this is like, there's a big divide. Like some people are like, it's gross. I'd rather brush my teeth, be clean and then drink water. Hmm. Some people are like, oh, like the bacteria is, I don't know, whatever, but... I think I'm just yeah. lazy. Sometimes I forget to brush my teeth in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Been there. I think something that was interesting was, and I don't know, because I, after I heard it, yeah. I never really bothered looking it up because mm-hmm. I, st- I think it's weird. Yeah. Is that you're not supposed to like rinse your mouth after you brush your teeth. Yeah. A coworker, to- uh, an older coworker told me that before too. What? Like, you're just supposed to like leave it in there. Yeah. And like it goes away on its own kind of thing. Okay. So that goes away. Because like, that's the one that's really funny that you bring that up. Because what always bothered me is like, you ever watch movies where people brush their teeth? And yeah. they're just like, they, they spit and then they literally just wipe their mouth and yeah. walk away. Yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Like, but that's exactly what you're supposed, supposed to do. You're supposed to do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so funny. I would never try it. If there's any dentist that listen to this podcast, please let us know. <laughs> Maybe I'll try next week. <laughs> oh, that was a great question of the day. I think I'm going to ask that on our next uh, next vacation. All right. Thank you guys for your participation in today's question of the day. Uh, do you have one routine or ritual that you've adopted that changed your life? Yeah. I mean, I think, all right, to be honest, I'm not really like a routine ritual guy where it's like I have to do xyz i mean there's things that i'll do because it's more like habit but one thing that i actually really did enjoy was kind of like meditation Mm. um i think there was a time when i was like pretty stressed out Mm. and then i would take my 15 minute union break (laughs) (laughs) you know know, i mean like you know it's just like my my break Mm -hmm. i would just take a break whenever i want yeah um Go into like one of like the meeting rooms yeah. or like phone booth and just take ten minutes to myself. Nice. That was pretty nice. It's something that like I don't really do as often, mm-hmm. I, um, but I actually really did enjoy it. Or like it really did help center myself to you know or ground myself. Yeah. Actually, I kind of have a question for both of you. Yeah. Since we're on kind of like the topic of meditation, but like obviously, like we we the stigma around meditation is right. Like you. You do it like when you're stressed mm-hmm. or like when you're, uh, when you, you feel like your life is going haywire, right? right? You take five minutes and it kind of like clears your mind a little bit. Do you guys meditate on the other end of that spectrum? Like when things are going really good and really well in order to kind of like reel it in and be like, okay, like, you know, every day can't mm-hmm. be like this or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I should. I think that like, I think most people know that they should. It's like, it's like therapy, right? Like with therapy or meditation, you want to do it at all times, whether it, like things are going good, things are going bad, not just used as like a bandaid, right? Where yeah. like when shit, things are shitty, right. that's when you meditate or that's when you go to therapy. Right. It should be sort of like a constant check-in with yourself. So I don't, yeah. I wish I did more of that. In fact, I don't really meditate. I mean, I used to a lot. I used to have, uh, I used to use Headspace a lot. Yeah. Um, I had a subscription to that um, and that helped me a ton. And I think it was better when I had a commute, right? I think when oh, I, yeah, yeah. when I had a commute when I was sitting on a bus or sitting on some sort of public transportation, I had the time to be able to like take that five to 10 minutes to like center, I guess, yeah. before, before getting into the office. But I think now with working from home, it's, it all kind of becomes blurred. So it's, it's, I think I need to set more time aside to do that, but I, just, I haven't, to be honest with you. Mm. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of like on the flip side. Mm. I mean, like I, I do exactly what Han just said, mm. but to me, I mean, I, I see it both ways mm. where like you shouldn't treat it as like a band-aid solution, but yeah. to me, like... It kind of is like a band-aid solution. You're not really fair, solving fair. the core issue of whatever you're stressed out about. Mm-hmm. But I would say, though, that I do try to be, like, more 
appreciative mm. about like when things are going good, right? Right, you like soak it in, right? Yeah, soak that it things in. Things are doing good, and you feel blessed, so it's like you can kind of soak that. Yeah, because like the point of the point of meditation in my your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my unprofessional <laughs> opinion, uh-huh. you know, you, you're supposed to just re- reclaim that headspace, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. you're not really supposed to think. You're not really supposed to be like, oh, things are going good. Yeah. Um, or I mean, mm-hmm. you can. But I mean, you know, you're just reclaiming that like brain space mm-hmm. for you to be like, this is what I want to focus on for. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, just taking the time to appreciate what's going good in life when things are going good and like being able to mm-hmm. leverage the tools that you need to overcome. Gotcha. Uh, what about you, Daryl? Do you have any rituals or routines that you've, you picked up or that you, you have in your life? Yeah, mine is not too serious. But the one thing that I kind of picked up um, when I was a kid was like doing my hair every day. Oh. And it wasn't, it's like kind of in between a, like a ritual and a routine where it's like you want to put minimal effort in because you want to get your morning started. Yeah. But like you want to like make it look good. So it kind of became like slightly ritualistic right. where I would like do it a certain way mm-hmm. or whatever else. And I feel like I kind of lost that in adulthood oh. um, just because like, you know, I'm in, you know, in middle school, they're going to confiscate your hats. <laughs> and stuff like that, right? But like, ain't now going to work. Hat, I'm going to take my hat, so so I can wear hats every day. And but I feel like I kind of lost something by not doing my hair every day because mm-hmm. in doing it, I was like getting ready for the day. You know, I kind of like look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, tell myself I'm going to have a good day. Yeah. You know, kind of uh, go through through what I have planned for mm-hmm. the day and kind of like all stuff like that. You know. Right. Um, and so that was more or less like life changing, and I, it's something I want to get back. Gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting because, so, the I want to say that the ritual I adopted was working out every day, and that's something I was able to do in quarantine, uh, just because I'm not traveling as much as I used to for work, yeah. things like that, and, and things being as hectic, or like, it's not happy hours and things that I'm going to, so I definitely, in quarantine at least, I picked up exercising a minimum of like six days a week, which is, I realize pretty insane, but, uh, yes, good. <laughs> um, I will say I'm not, I mean, I'm pretty consistent, but it does fall off. The one thing I do every single day, I kind of already talked about it, but it's like literally drink water in the morning. I know it seems really random, but it's just something that I adopted and I feel like it helps me a lot because I feel like I feel dehydrated in the morning. I also have like a air purifier next to my bed because I have really bad allergies. So like it helps me sleep, but I feel like it also like sucks the air. Like the yeah, so I kind of like yeah. I woke, I wake up a little bit like that, right? So I'll I'll literally have like a hydro flask filled up the night before next to my bed. And so when I wake up, the first thing I do yeah. now it's literally just like chug that thing, yeah, yeah, um, just to get like water back into my system um, and, and get going. Um, what's interesting about that is like with the water and like with my current like schedule of like eating and working out stuff like that. I poop so consistently. It's so weird. I, I, I kid you not. I poop three times a day on the dot, and I know exactly when it's coming and the time. It's like it's, like, it's literally like that. And if I miss it, it's all bad. Like it's literally like I uh, have stomach cramps and pains, and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> it's uh yeah. I've I've had the most regular bowel movements of my life. So and you just block that part off of your day on your like outlook calendar. Yeah, I, mean, like, I know it's coming. Can't so have me during have this time. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. One routine that I've actually started adopting during pandemic was like not drinking water an hour and a half before bed. Cause I noticed mm. for a while, cause I was like a lot better about drinking water that yeah. I like, kept waking up at like 3am, 4am, 5am to like go to the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> and then I thought about it and I was like, Oh, I'm probably drinking like way too much before bed. And I yeah. actually started getting like a better night's sleep oh, after yeah. I started doing that. Oh. And that's actually something I'm trying to be- trying to invest in more is like how to achieve more, not achieve better sleep, how to get better sleep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So important. Tight. All right. Question two. What is one routine or ritual that you both would hope to pass down or highly encourage to your kids? Mm. And why does that one in specific mean so much to you? I would probably say, I mean, it's it's definitely fallen off for me Mm, during the pandemic because I would go to the gym like, you know, five times a week. I think that's like really important. I think, you know, there's days where I've like gone to the gym. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. I would just spend like 30 minutes just, just the bike. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the idea of it was, you know, just going there and just doing something active. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, you don't, you don't have to be like, you know, benching like four plates. I mean, I can't really do that. <laughs> I mean, I can't do that. I've never done that. Yeah. But you know, the, the point is, is just like, block out some time part of the day just to be like a little bit active Mm -hmm. um you know even now i try to go on like a walk Mm -hmm. after work or like during my lunch yeah um but yeah i think that's something that i would really kind of want to like reinforce and i think it'd be kind of cool to go gym with like your kid (laughs) that would be kind of cool yeah, I think definitely. I think that especially in the world that we live in now, everything's so much more in front of the computer. And so like the like act, living an active lifestyle, I think is really important. And it's something that I feel like if you uh, when you're younger, you kind of keep right longer. Um, and so I definitely agree with that too. Yeah. And I think that it helps you get outside of just like being at home or you know, being in front of your computer. Um, it's funny because I'm like literally going to flip it. Uh, <laughs> what you talked about, which is actually meditation. Uh-huh. I don't do it as often as I'd like, but I would like my kids, maybe not meditation, but I think just being able to be able to like check in with yourself. I think that's something uh, as Asians that we weren't necessarily encouraged to do when we were younger of like checking with your feelings, like understand how you, how, like how you feel about things and, and all that. And I, in fact, I probably was um, on the opposite end of that where I felt like I was probably more suppressed and like not told to like feel a certain way or like check in with my feelings, ignore it, like push past it. Right. Um, but I think that I've, as an adult, I've just realized how important that is. And something that I want my kids to be able to do, um, to be able to check in with themselves, know how they're feeling about certain things or form certain opinions. Because I think only when you know how you feel about certain things can you make the right decision, right? Um, And so I'm hoping that whether it's through meditation, whether it's through just like asking yourself the question, like, how am I feeling today or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I would like my kids to to have that in their lives. Yeah, actually, my answer is pretty similar to that. I was going to say, I was I would encourage my kids to, like, start a journal and write oh, in a journal kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I never did that. Um, one thing that I have kind of started doing uh, for the last two years is actually I bought, like, um, I guess it's kind of like, you can kind of think of it like a Polaroid printer kind of oh, thing. Nice. And every time we would, like, have big events, I'd, like, print out a picture, and then the back is, like, a sticker, so I'd stick it into my journal and kind of, like, write about the event oh, kind of thing. Exactly. Um, I haven't been keeping up with it as much lately, but, like, the reason why I would encourage that specific one to my to my kids or kin or, or anyone um, is just to kind of like reflect on like the good times and the bad times, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Like it's easy enough to like post on Instagram and be like, we're having a great time, right. look where I am, it's so cool kind of thing. But like really capturing like how you felt, like what restaurants you went to and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I think can, um, can add a lot of value, especially like when you want to look back on your life or just in terms of like memory, right? Yeah. In terms of like, being really like what did we do today or like what did we do yesterday mm-hmm. when was it like whose birthday was it kind of thing um i think can be helpful for the helpful for the mind did you ever did you ever, did you ever keep a journal or like a diary of any kind mm, i had one something that i wish i was a little a lot better about uh-huh. was keeping like a travel journal oh yeah, yeah i did like my parents tried making me do it but 
me being a kid, I was just like, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I never really had a journal. I think the one time that I did actually have a journal was when I was in like high school, mm. and one of my teachers was like, made us have like every day, yeah, five minutes yeah. or something like that, um, ten or I don't know, just part of the day, just write whatever you want. It could be, she, she was literally like. No one's gonna read it. Yeah. I'm, and she was like, "I'm only gonna look to make sure you write something." And she was like, "If you write the same word over and over and over, I don't really care." But yeah. she, you know, like this is like practice your time to yeah. just write and about whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Because I feel like no matter what profession you go, well, that's stretching it a little bit, but many professions, like in today's society, involve some sort of writing. Yeah. So your ability to kind of like recall whatever, like the job that you did or, or evaluate someone else or whatever, whatever is going to involve some sort of writing. And I feel yeah. like just practicing that skill of like what happened, who was involved, when was it yeah. can go a long way for you in both in personal and professional. That, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I actually have a question. Yeah. It's kind of like veering off a little bit, but what is like one ritual that, or a routine that is something that you want to incorporate? Oh, you want to adopt? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That was actually one of my questions. I erased it and it replaced nice. it with oh. the first thing. Yeah, I was, I was like, like no, that's good. I'm glad you asked that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Han, go first. <laughs> <laughs> or we, we could kind of like take a, a soft um, break here. I, I, already, I already talked about like how I wish I had meditated more yeah. Yeah. Uh, every day. Um, if I were to think of another one, I wish I would take, I kind of want to like, I want to pick up some sort of like hobby um, oh. that I can do for myself to decompress from work. Because I feel like right now what's happening is that like, um, I, for a long time I relied on like social interaction, going to bars, uh, dance even, uh, as like my way of like decompressing from work. But now I feel like I, I kind of like just meld between like I get off work and then like I'll go watch TV or start making dinner. There's like no like me time, I guess. Yeah. And like meditation is one thing. I think that is good, but I, it would be nice to have something that I, like a skill that I could work on to get better at, whether that's like painting uh maybe it's uh, like something physical though with like my hands not necessarily like digitally um i don't know what it is yet but i know that i've been i've been seeking something like that and i've been trying to figure out like so i've been trying a couple things here and there to see if i'm interested in it but i think having that thing to separate work from personal life for myself is something that i'd like to adopt i don't know what that is yet yeah. if anyone has any suggestions if our listeners have anything that you guys do let us know because i'd love to try different things where does COD fall <laughs> into you? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, my blood pressure gets much higher with COD than with, uh, with those things, so probably not great. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm going to segue because my answer is actually streaming. Uh, like, oh, really? I, I kind of like I kind of picked up streaming like during the pandemic, and I like yeah. had a couple streams, and I, and then I stopped because I realized that my power my computer wasn't powerful enough to like run the game and stream at the same time effectively um but like it was like a fun way to like like for one like figuring out all the technical right like right. like um how to make the software do do what i needed to do and right. go from transition decision and then more importantly for me personally was like just being able to like talk to myself mm. and like interact with you know the very few people that were in the chat kind of thing because like you didn't thing. interact with me. <laughs> no, you were on the like the, the very first stream where I was like struggling to keep the technical together, so I wasn't quite paying attention to the chat yet, which I I, I admit I should have. But in, in subsequent streams, I actually interacted with the chat a lot. It was a lot of my old coworkers. I should uh, have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first few streams it was like me and your old friend. Yeah, the only people that were watching your stream. Yeah, and I would just say stuff. 
and you wouldn't respond. And I was like, <laughs> stre- this streamer sucks. <laughs> so <Exit. sorry. laughs> yeah, because I've definitely seen streamers that like respond to like every single comment that comes Jesus. out. I was like, oh, that's what I will like aspire to be is like just super chatty and like being able to like go smoothly between like game and chat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, but that's just the goal for me personally. Yeah, dude. What I, think, you? I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty amazing when streamers are able to concentrate on the game and read the chat. There's yeah. this, like this one streamer that I was just watching. She's she's really good at just like playing Apex. Yeah. Talking with her team. Yeah. But also reading the chat that's also going on. It's crazy. And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> I could barely concentrate and have a conversation yeah. while playing the game by myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, feel it. Have you? What about you? Are you trying to adopt anything? I would say that. Uh, I mean, kind of similar to you, mm. um, but I guess outside of that, something that I've always wanted to try was like daily morning affirmations. Oh or yeah. Like, or and stretching. Those are like the two big ones. Stretching, yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, those are like the two big ones that I really want to try. Um, just mainly because, like, you know, my mobility in general is like pretty crap. Mm. Um, so I feel like. Oh, I mean, mobility as in, like, flexibility. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Like, no, no, no. Range, range of motion. Yeah, my range of motion is pretty poor. Um, so I just feel like I want to be able to do that, but I'm just so bad about it. Um, and then daily affirmations, just because... I don't know, I've always been kind of interested in, like, kind of, like, hyping yourself up yeah. uh, <laughs> for the, in the morning. Um, but that is also just, like, in the back of my head, is like, that's a little corny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny though. It. Like as corny as it is, like there's so many of those like you know habits that billionaires do every day and like yeah. that kind of stuff. But like a lot of like, I, I'm I've become recently a fan of like speaking things into existence, right? So I feel like yeah, like daily affirmations or saying like what you want out of life, mm-hmm. it saying it out loud at least kind of helps to get things going. So I, I think that's actually like as corny as it sounds, like it's just for you. Yeah. So. Who cares, right? Yeah. That's kind of where I stand with like what I was talking about earlier in terms of doing my hair. I was like, fuck, is this just like a vain ass thing that I'm doing? But when it comes down to it, it, like I was subconsciously telling myself like, all right, if I look good, I'm going to feel good. And when I feel good, I'm going to have a good day kind of thing. Yeah. And then that's like kind of how I started my day. But yeah, I think that's a great time to bring up our bad break. All right, guys, welcome to the bad break. Go drink a little bit of water and take a stretch while I tell you our fun fact of the day. In the last few years, we've seen a boom in the interest for skincare routines. Sales of skincare products in the U.S. grew by 13% in 2018, hitting $5.6 billion, while makeup sales increased by just 1% in the same allotted time, according to data from the NPD Group, which is uh, a market research company. Some of the reasons that are thought to explain this boom included a growing public interest in things like pollution, sun protection, increase in work-related stress all around the nation, the effect of the Asian Pacific and their perfect skin, (laughs) the uh, growing interest in self-health, right, that that we've talked about so much in this episode, Mm -hmm. the effect of social media, and ultimately, the way that new products have the potential to simplify the really complex choices that consumers make um, when it comes to interacting with, you know, the, the skincare market um, and skincare brands. And, and like, I certainly did not think that this episode, like, early, like earlier in our episode, would go in such, like, the self, self-health self and, like, no. self-care direction. But, like, I'm kind of seeing where, like, that interest is coming from. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do... 
like the idea of focusing on skincare because the, I think the difference between like skincare and makeup, right? Makeup, literally you're covering your oh, face up sure. and like with stuff. It's not good for you. It's not natural in any way. But skincare is supposed to meant to, you know, literally care for your skin. Right. And it's interesting because I feel like we've started to see, um, especially in the men's department of things, right? Yeah. Like you see people like Pharrell who've like not aged at all. <laughs> and like, right. To like start to like really encourage, I think guys to get into skincare because uh, I think for a while it's, it was one of the things, especially when at least I felt like when I was growing up, that it wasn't like cool to care about your skin as a guy, right? You're just like, whatever, just throw like lotion on my face, like, and or like not even, it's yeah. like, I don't even use sunscreen, I don't need to. Yeah. But now I feel like there's a lot more focus on like, how do you like take care of your own skin just to make yourself feel better? Yeah. Uh, and I do like that. Uh, and I started to get more into it, I'd say lately, as of late. Um, most guys, I'm trying to keep this looking young <laughs> but yeah i just i think it's it's good to see more of that than than more in the sales of like makeup where people are encouraged to be fake yeah i i but I, isn't that like the same thing I, I i think like both are like an ends to the same mean right think so i think okay well yes and no mm. i mean like fuck i know man yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty you know it's like I, I never really understood why girls would put on makeup because it, like, damages their their skin mm-hmm. sometimes, I think. Yeah. But... Right, because it's, like, it clogs up your pores and, like, yeah. creates acne and all this other stuff, yeah. And then it was just, like, at the end of the day, it was to make them feel better. Right. And so it's, like, you know, if that, if that means that they're a little bit more confident, it's, like, why do girls wear makeup to the gym sometimes, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's for them to just be confident. Yeah, I mean, I think it... I think, well, A, we can't comment on the shit because we don't want to make up at all. You definitely ask. But I think, it, you know, to your, I'm sure there's a combination of like societal pressure, yeah. and, like, you know, whatever, whatever sold in magazines and on media, whatever, right? There's probably a bunch of different factors. I think the takeaway here is that what I'm hoping for is that there's a more hyper focus on skincare. One thing I will generally say as a note, I find that girls in the Bay Area tend to be, I see it more on like the natural end and not wear as much makeup as I have found in areas like LA. Like LA specifically, I feel like there's a ton of like makeup and a certain way you look and all that stuff. Whereas I feel like the Bay is more relaxed, but maybe it's my, right. It sounds like I'd like to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people disagree with me, but (laughs) that's just my general point of view. Welcome back from our bad break. Hope you guys enjoyed that little fun fact about makeup, which we had obviously no <laughs> knowledge about, but it was fun to talk about. <laughs> All right, so one thing I kind of want to get your thoughts on um, in the second section is cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, I've kind of built up cancel culture to be a little bit of a routine, mm-hmm. kind of, if you catch my drift. Yeah. Um, do you guys kind of feel the same way? It definitely feels like it's become like a societal norm or routine right like someone steps out of line um or against the norm or says something that's not like offensive or whatever and like immediately everyone just hops on the back and like they're like canceling them right um i'm not gonna go any further yes i, I do i understand where you're coming from i do feel like it has become sort of a routine yeah i do believe that it's become a routine as well i think the one thing that i really do hate about cancel culture though mm. is is like when people dig up the past mm. uh, i mean i think in certain instances, there are like, there's a time and place for it, mm-hmm. right? But you know, people grow. Yeah. People yeah. change. People yeah. evolve. And and society 
itself changes and, and evolves and Correct. gets better over time too. Yeah, and it's like things that were PC in 2000 probably wouldn't be PC like sure like now. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And the only other thing is like when things are like taken like way out of context, right? Or if like people don't really understand like the full breadth of everything and just take the clickbait article as is, right? And just like go off. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. Yeah, because I'm also curious too, like, you know, you see it all the time um, where people will just like repost the story or repost the article and be like, like cancel or whatever, right? But like, I'm like, I'm, how many times have like, have you, do you read the article or you just, yeah. you saw this, per, like saw cancel and then yeah. reposted, right? Right. Uh, I definitely agree with that too. Where like there's a, there's a level of due diligence that I feel like needs to get done. And I brought this up in a previous episode too. I can't remember which one, but giving the opportunity for people to learn and change and grow from mistakes, Right. Uh, I know we've talked about it in the past where there have been great examples where people have reached out and been like, Hey, I know you didn't mean it this way. And like, I, I want to educate you on this, like the whole uh, Julian Edelman thing right. yeah. uh, with Miles Leonard. So that's one, one example, but I feel like understanding where people's upbringings are or where they come from have a different perspective on than maybe what the rest of society might see. Right. And so that has a huge impact on how people see the world. Um, which means I think, again, people just need to be educated and I think that's fine. I think once someone is educated and continues to be yeah. uh, in, in a negative way, then I feel like that canceling kind of makes sense and that's in that way, <laughs> yeah. right? But <laughs> um, I think just like, there's no three strikes rule anymore. Yeah. Right. There's one strike, you're out. Period. Yeah. Right. And there are certain things that I feel like maybe only deserve one strike. Um, like if you kill somebody, you probably... <laughs> 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 I, mean, I know that's extreme, right. but, like, yeah, you know, but like, that, that makes right. sense, yes. Um, uh, but like, like with the whole, I mean, I'm thinking of one example with like the whole Kevin Hart thing, like to bring it up, they brought up an old tweet he made like a long oh, yeah. time ago yeah. Yeah. that was like homophobic. He clearly doesn't like share those like, like thoughts now. I don't know. I'm just thinking of things like that, right? Yeah. Like people yeah. just dig, dig and dig. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. My two cents on it. Yeah. Same thing that happened with, uh, I think James Gunn, director right. of Guardians of the Galaxy. Someone dug up like a super old tweet and then Guardians of the Galaxy kicked him out despite right. the fact that like the entire cast was behind yeah. him and was like, right. we've had nothing but good experiences with this guy, mm -hmm. but they still canceled him. Right. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, the, the, really the reason I bring that up is because I see cancel culture so clearly whenever these mistakes happen because my, my feed, right, becomes flooded mm -hmm. with these one-liner guilt trips Right. That start off with things like, you know, am I the only one that blah, blah, blah? Right. You know, you're not paying attention if blah, blah, blah. Why is no one talking about blah, 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 blah? And, you know, if I'm being honest with you, like, I've, I've had enough of it, right? Mm -hmm. Even from people whose opinions and whose content I agree with, like, I don't really think that it's an effective way to build bridges of understanding. And, in fact, puts more distance between people, right? Like, I think it doesn't open the conversation in, in, in any way. You know, that's, that's really, I guess, what I would want to see from people who are starting their posts like that, right? It's like, why, why do you feel that way, right? Like, did you have a conversation with your friends and family? Like, what came out of that? Like, why do you, like, how do you know that people are so upset kind of thing? And kind of bring, bring a little bit more to the table, not just like guilt tripping me for not having seen this article that came out 15 minutes ago. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think... We've all been there. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Yeah. We've all yeah. been yeah. at that, you know, like extremely emotional and it's super easy to just like have that 140 character tweet. Yeah. And yeah. just be like... Just fire it off. Yeah, yeah. And just fire it off and just like get it out of your system. Yeah, and, absolutely. And like absolutely. not really think about it. Yeah. You know, for us when we were growing up, we probably would have done that yeah. when mm -hmm. we were like... Fair. Really young. Fair. 
Yeah, to almost bring it back to routines and rituals, right? I, I definitely agree with everything you said, Daniel. I think one of the things that I would just add on top of that is I, I would like to see as a society develop a new routine or ritual around asking why mm-hmm. or at least trying to educate and build bridges of understanding first before canceling. Mm-hmm. But I think it's become so easy, like you said, to fire up a tweet, to like be a keyboard warrior. I yeah. love that term, but like <laughs> it's true. Like or literally just like be a phone warrior. It's so easy to like while you're shit, I mean, you shouldn't do this, but oh, while you're shit. waiting in a red light oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on your phone, you see it, like people just retweet, re, like resend, or if you're taking a shit and like going through your Instagram feed and like you just, it's easy to just be like repost, restore it, right? Yeah. And just like picks up steam. Anyway, I, I think that there just needs to be more of the idea of like reaching across, reaching out, right. educating, right. reaching out first. And then if the person doesn't, isn't receptive or it doesn't want to have the conversation, then cancel fine. Right. But I think it's, it's, should be the second action, not the first. Yeah, I think that's like been a pretty big thing with me as I've been thinking about cancel culture a little bit more critically. Mm. It's like people are just prone to make mistakes, mm. right? People and, and celebrities and entities and companies are going to continue to make mistakes. Some of them ill-willed, some of them like accidentally, right? right. It's, just, it's just the nature of, of things. And I feel like when these mistakes happen and people kind of brand whatever these people or entities companies as like permanently bad like not even looking for like a solution or way to like make things better for both sides that's really when things get like toxic right Mm -hmm. but like you know let's just say with this like julian edelman example right like you're saying he provided a solution and it's kind of like where can we go from there kind of thing rather than like that's the way you are. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to identify with you because you feel this way, kind of thing. But there, yeah. there was like a, a coming together and an understanding. And I think that that's personally, from where I'm sitting, what the world needs a little bit more of before we go straight to canceling and branding these these entities as just bad for a mistake that potentially they didn't know they made. Yeah, and I think just to maybe compound on top of that, what's interesting about that is I feel like as we're growing up, we're told like you can make mistakes and learn from them and grow, and that's how you get better, right? Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus <laughs> said, make mistakes, right? Like, that's literally what I learned growing up is yeah. like, you're gonna mess up, like, whether it's in your personal life. And I've definitely messed up a lot in my personal relationships yeah. and in my professional relationships. Yeah. I mean, in my work and in all parts of my life, I have failed and made mistakes. But because of those mistakes, that's how you learn, right? Yeah. It's like you're not always gonna do everything perfectly. Right. Yeah. The reason I'm extrapolating that out to this is that I think with this in mind, people are so afraid of being canceled mm-hmm. that they don't want to have the conversation or have the hard conversations, which ends up us just always being in a bubble. Yeah. Right. I feel like what ends yeah. up happening is people are are afraid to say something controversial or even something that they don't understand. They're worried that they don't understand it. And they don't they don't want to admit they don't understand it, yeah. and it just becomes continues to become a divide. Yeah. Right? I think that's what I'm more so worried about too, where it's if someone says, I don't understand this, can someone educate me? And if their response they're gonna get is you don't understand that, how the fuck do you not understand that? It's yeah. 2021. Right. Like yada yada yada, and you're gonna get attacked like yeah. that, then it's gonna close you up. It's gonna run and like not want you to reach out. And I definitely feel that way too. Yeah. Where I felt like I could just uh, express myself on, on the internet, wherever, and even in person, right? And yeah. But I feel like now there's such a guard up all the time yeah. where it's like, I don't want to say the, the one thing that's going to give me counsel. Even with this podcast, right? I feel like sometimes we sit here and think like, does this work? Can we say this? Yeah. Are we allowed exactly. to say this? Yeah. But this yeah right? Like between the three of us, who yeah. we know we're like, we, we know we're looking for that, like, you know, way to grow. And we understand yeah. that there's no ill intent. It still sometimes feels like yeah. on edge, right? Yeah, for sure. But that's why I appreciate this podcast so much. Cause like, I feel like we've talked about enough topics here and there that are like, we may not always see eye to eye on, but yeah. I think at least having that conversation is so important without feeling like you're going to get canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, 
I, I do get that that fear from time to time, but I do feel like I do have way less of that, I guess, reserve. To be honest, I probably I am probably super naive, but I do always approach things as like I don't know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I've never been really afraid to really ask the stupid question. Mm-hmm. And even if I knew it was a sensitive topic, I've always prefaced it by admitting that I'm naive. I don't mean to come off as rude or, and even if it was just for clarification, right? I've definitely done that, you know, in the, in the professional space yeah. um, with like, I guess, random people as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even more important to do it even on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously reading something on text can be taken out of context mm-hmm. way easier than us having this conversation and having like the body language the the tone differences so i think being able to admit which i do think might be harder harder for some than others mm-hmm. um but yeah just being able to like be vulnerable yeah definitely and admitting that you know you're stupid mm-hmm. or naive you know you're being yeah. naive yeah. um or you're being you're less knowledgeable about mm-hmm. the subject yeah and Taking it a step further, admitting that you don't know something doesn't have to be all about you because sometimes, like, I'm, I've been in a position where I'll say something like, you know, I don't really understand this or I don't know this. Someone explain it to me. Someone will come out and explain something to me. And then the person right next to me, next to me will be like, oh, that's not my understanding of it, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you've created a discussion and the ideas start flowing yeah. um, about, like, the interpretation of, of whatever you're talking about. And so I think it's important to be vulnerable, like you said, yeah. Yeah. I am so glad that I asked that question at the beginning of this segment because it was going to be at the last the question, yeah. and I, that was way too heavy. All right, last question of the night, guys. Nice. Our ethnicities, yeah. <laughs> uh, our ethnicities are pretty rich, uh, rich with routines and rituals, whether it be pouring soju with two hands or Chinese tea ceremony during weddings. Right? Is there a specific routine or ritual from your ethnicity that your parents did not pass down to you that you kind of wish that they did, right? Something that you felt like you missed out on as part of your heritage. It's funny that you said like tea ceremony. Yeah. This is like literally only one of us here that's married. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to answer the question and I'm going to answer the the question I wish you would ask me. I'm pulling pulling a page out of your book. Um, A tradition I wish they passed on with me was is like kimchi making. They, uh, they did pass that on to you. They did not. Oh, but why uh, don't you? I so that's the thing. So because as an adult, actually, funny enough, literally a month ago, it was the first time I made kimchi with my mom in my entire oh. life, oh. and it was only because I had asked. And I think it's because when I was younger, it was one of those things where she would just do it on her own. And I don't know if she asked me to help. Or I can't remember if she did, but I just never did it. But like, I think as I've gotten older, I want to connect with that culture. I think in Chinese culture, there's this idea of like you make dumplings together, right? Like you. Mm. Um, like wrap everything together and do all that thing around the table. I don't know. Again, this is my perspective as a, a Korean American. There's something similar in Korea. Like there's obviously mandu, but I don't think that's like a big thing. Like sitting around, around the table and making dumplings together. Maybe it is. And again, not in my experience. That's but that's sort of like communal food making, like with your family to connect yeah. with your culture. I, ne- I just never had that. My mom would just make dinner and it was ready at the table, right? Um, which is cool, fine when I was growing up, but I think I kind of missed out on that. And, and I wish I had more of that and I want to pass that on to my kids. Mm. The question I wish you asked me is what will I pass down <laughs> with certainty? Soju. 100%. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pour me on my soju. Yeah, yeah. Two hand, two hand pouring. I know that seems, I don't want to say barbaric, but like old school. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's so ingrained Such in a boomer. culture. Yeah, I mean, it's just something about it, man. It's, it's, it seems just so part of ingrained in Korean culture. 
is something that I'm always associated with everything from respect to you know, honoring your elders, whatever it is, right? And so I've always liked that idea. Um, there's some toxic stuff that comes with that. I'm not going to dive into it right now, but um, <laughs> that's one thing that I always want to pass on as well. So you want to pass off the toxicity do you think it's a gender it would be different if you, if you were a daughter instead of a son like do you think you would have made kimchi oh good question uh i don't know is it it's a really good question mm, knowing how my mom is probably not oh, okay Mostly because she's very type A and likes things done, like done her way kind of uh, thing. Yeah. So I feel like, not that she wouldn't have the patience for it, like if, if I, if I want to step in as, as a son or a daughter, but I think it was one of those things where we never asked and so she never asked you. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think it would have been different if I was a daughter, but it's a good question. Yeah. I should ask her. We should make kimchi together. We should. <laughs> yeah, we should. I've now learned what kind of. You have kimchi fridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's actually a really good one. I yeah. think that was the one thing that, that, that's actually one thing that I really do wish that I did have a better understanding or better knowledge of huh. um, was like, you know, family recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, that is something that's like really interesting that you can really pass on. And it wasn't until like, obviously the pandemic where I started like being a little bit more interested in cooking. But yeah. then I was like, you know, I, I was thinking like a while back, I was like, at some point, like, I would be making these dishes, but then yeah. if I don't know how to make these dishes, then kind of just stops at my mom. Yeah. Um, right. And the, although, and so like, that's why I have been kind of thinking about doing what my dad told me. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, go to all your parents, go to your aunts and like have them cook you one of like their favorite recipes mm-hmm. and just record it. Yeah. But obviously, like, with cooking with, like, Asian parents is always, like, a scoop of this. And you're just like, yeah. what the hell is a scoop? A scoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or you're just like, you just eyeball it, you know, yeah. until it looks, like, you know, milky-ish. I'm like, what if that's what you Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's like, you don't know by taste. Yeah. Which is something I, I learned way later on. Yeah. But um, at least for me, man, when you said, like, ceremonies, I couldn't really think of anything. Because, like, my family doesn't really, like, do a lot of the traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Would you want to like yeah. learn those and pass those on to your kids though? Or does, do you think, does it not matter? I think it matters. Yeah. I think it's cool to like, it's like a generational thing. Right. Cause like, I would say like, as each generation moves down mm-hmm. the American, you know, being more Americanized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do believe that you do lose some, uh, some of the details, some of the details, some of the culture. Like even my, my parents aren't very like strict about like everything that you do during Chinese New Year. Year. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that they were, yeah. um, just because like, it'd be kind of cool to know the traditions, mm-hmm. but I do know that like one of the, I guess the one of the ones that I do want to do, but my mom is very particular about mm-hmm. is like making like New Year's dinner. Oh yeah. But my mom is like you'll like mess, mess it, it up. Because <laughs> like, cause like w- when I cook, like I always get these like stupid ideas. Uh, of course. Of like, I think I, I want to try this. Like uh-huh. I told my mom I wanted to make dumplings, but I want to make cheeseburger dumplings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom's like, I don't want to do this with you. <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, you're, you're like ruining it. Yeah, although, yeah. you know, like, although like I, I do think that I should take like that step back mm-hmm. and be like, you know, to honor it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, 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 at least for me, I, I would want to try to learn more of like the food stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess I'll probably be less creative. <laughs> I'll, be creative. <laughs> I'll be creative on my own time. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, mine was actually pretty simple. As a kid, I had a big like extended family, a lot of aunties and uncles. Um, and so I feel like 
I kind of like missed out on like, you know, oh, it's Chinese New Year time. We're going to go visit all your aunties and uncles so that you can like see them, wish them a happy new year, mm-hmm. you know, wear red and like learn all these things kind of thing. That, that never, I never like had that experience. And also, and not that I'm like complaining about it all, but like, um, nor, it's, it's tradition also for like the parents to give children mm. red envelopes too. And like my parents never did that. Now I'm not complaining because they like spoiled me and my brother and sister. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, 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 best yeah. of <laughs> but I never had that experience, you know, of like, oh, like it's Chinese New Year. You know, we're giving this to you because it's tradition. Yeah. Um, you know, practice your sayings before, you know, we go to like all your aunties and uncles and, and you're going to say it there as well kind of thing. And I'm sure that there's a lot more to it than I'm, well, maybe there's more to it than, mm-hmm. than I'm kind of like talking about in this episode. Um, but that was kind of something that I like saw the other kids in school talk about, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, it's Chinese New Year time. We can like, whatever, go to the arcade or this is how I afforded my, you know, new echo t-shirt. <laughs> and, and so that was kind of something that I missed out on that I, I would hope to pass down to my kids. God willing. Actually, something that my family does was like that Friday, Friday dinner. Huh. And, and so like we would do that like the whole like um new year saying stuff yeah at that at that time but that i mean the, i do I, I think that is that is actually one of like the main traditions that i think and i hope that my family does pass on yeah yeah from the generations yeah is like for us to get together yeah. every yeah friday definitely yeah. and i think that like the more i've thought about this and especially because marrying my wife who is chinese you know, I'm now starting to learn more of like the Chinese culture, right? And, and kind of what they do. Uh, and that's something that I definitely want to pass on to my kids too, because they're going to be a child of like kind of two different cultures, both Korean and, and, and Chinese. And so I think it becomes even more important to remember those things and to pass them down because they are so diverse. And they're going to make up, you know, who our kids are. So I think a big part of that is also not only your immediate family, but also I think the community that you're part of, right? And the friends that you have, like your chosen family, quote yeah. unquote. So like for you guys, like I want my kids to go to your houses during Chinese New Year and say like Happy New Year, right? Mostly yeah. because I want them to collect money from you. No, but also you think I'm about to be married? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't come to our house. I know. Hurry up, married so I can do that. Um, but but you know what I mean. So I, I just you just have that sort of. DNA because that's the stuff you remember growing up right? that's the stuff I remember growing up yeah. um, every new year I always bow to my parents like the full Korean like traditional bow and say happy new year and only then would I be able to get money they would always say blessings to us and stuff so I just, I've never forgotten that yeah that's awesome alright thank you guys so much for all the sharing today about routines and rituals uh, I hope our audience kind of picked up on this or that and I hope you know we all just check in with ourselves now <laughs> <laughs> worst outro ever all right guys time for the rapid fire you know what time it is let's get it all right question one do you believe in breakfast being a part of your morning routine no i currently intermittent fast so i don't eat till lunch yeah i gotta be efficient with my mornings i i gotta maximize sleep so it's just wake up go to work or like weekend wake up yeah, enjoy my life. I'm a, I'm a yes. I need to pick up that weight. So you know what's funny? Ugh, I know I'm dragging this out. I I miss breakfast food so much. Yeah, like I miss eggs, and I know I can have it for like dinner and other. Dude, you're an meals. adult. I know, I know, I know. But like, you're 21 plus. You can have ice cream for dinner. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can go to Denny's right now. Or <laughs> it's awesome. You know what's funny about that, dude? I hate paying twenty dollars for like a plate of eggs, toast, and bacon. Where yeah. I can make that shit at home for like two dollars. Yeah, yeah, but you also like brunch. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Do you believe that unplugging your device should be part of your evening routine? 
Oh, like not using your phone before? Yeah, yeah, bed? like putting it, putting it, it away. It probably should. It, yeah. <laughs> it probably should. I've been reading, like, I've been trying to read books before bed. Yeah. But I'll put the book down and then check Instagram. And then yeah, like, I'm the same so way. I hella think you should unplug, but I would never do it. Uh, it's, hella, it's hella funny because, like, my girlfriend is actually pretty good about reading herself to sleep. Oh. Because she'll read, like, half a page in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Once I start reading, I'm the same way. Maybe she's, she's just, just tired. Just, so it takes us forever to finish a book. Yeah. Question three. Doing rituals in order to help your sports team win, do they work? It's only weird if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to the guy who were... Okay, this is kind of gross. I was, I, for, the, for the 2018 season of the Warriors, I wore the same socks and t-shirt for every single playoff game. And we and that's the year that we sweeped, right? Boom. Oh, I forget only I, weird if it doesn't the, work. The only, the only time I didn't wear the socks and shirt was the only game we lost. So it works. I'm just saying. So it's like, what does the data tell you? Oh, yeah, it was the same thing. It would only... It would only it's, it's, yeah. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Yeah, it's only weird. <laughs> but like commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, question four. Are you inclined, are you more inclined to adopt morning, midday, or evening rituals? I would go with evening, personally. I, I, I feel I, like my mind is more unwound at that point where I can like focus on a, a ritual. I feel like for me, there's like, what I want is a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. What, I'll, what I end up trying to do is like a midday thing just because like I think it's like pretty nice for me to have like that break of if, if it was like stretching or something like that yeah but then I feel like what I always end up doing is trying to cram everything at night because like I'm a little bit more active at night yeah I'm, I'm kind of the same boat I feel like morning rituals start your day off right yeah. and so I'm, a lot of the morning rituals that I've started to adopt that's like drinking water and exercise I tend to do in the morning um, but Doug to your point I definitely agree like having a midday Ritual, I feel like, breaks up your day a little bit. So yeah. it's kind of nice, too. But uh, I feel like this morning, because it's like... There's been so many times where I'm like, I'll work out this afternoon, and I just don't do it. <laughs> but if I do it in the morning, it's like, I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. morning is when I try and get it done. All right, last question. What part of your hangover routine is the most helpful <laughs> in curing that hangover? <clears throat> Going back to sleep, honestly. Like, I, like, it doesn't matter what I do when I'm hungover in the morning, whether it's drink water, eat greasy food, or whatever. It's only until I pass out again and actually sleep for like an hour or two that I actually feel better. Yeah. What I used to do was like eat and then throw up. Oh, that yeah. used to be that. <laughs> because you retain some part of it even when you yeah, throw yeah. up. Yeah, but it's like, I, I don't know. I was like a believing person talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just like, because like, you know, like assuming you had like nothing else left. Yeah. Just eating something so you can throw it up so you can throw it up yeah. maybe there's food. nothing worse than when you dry gag in the morning yeah and you got nothing in you Ugh. but I would say the best thing to do is literally take a multivitamin right before you go to bed uh, uh, like the night smart. before like when you have already yeah when you if you have the mental fortitude to do so mental fortitude <laughs> or you have a great friend or partner that's like yo take this yeah what about you what helps you dude whenever we go to vegas lord right we go hard we wake up the next morning and then everyone's already ready to go again and i'm like not right but like i want to go and have a good time just drink some more and so i get like i get worse if we start taking shots and what i've noticed and what i've been trying to start doing more often is like just hold a beer in my hand (laughs) in the morning because then I can like slowly like acclimate without like taking the hard shots that everyone is doing. Uh-huh. That you're like get your mind right. <laughs> get your mind it's right. all mental. Get in the zone. Exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all of your uh, insights today um, to our listeners. I hope this is a better outro. But thank you for being with us, uh, and we'll see you next week.
reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at 3AD Podcast. We know how precious time is these days. So we want to thank you for spending some of your time with us. As you go on into tomorrow, go on unapologetically, go on as a positive force, and most importantly, go on with your bad self.